astrology, feng shui, tarot, crystals. We've all heard about these practices, but what does it all mean? Each week, Mom and me will dive into these topics to present them in an easy, digestible 20 minutes. From full moons to celebrity charts to even red doors, Mom and me will share personal, shocking, and wow factor stories. Welcome back to another episode of the Mom and Me Astrology Podcast. My name is Kate Wind, and joining me is my mom, Mary Swick. Good morning, Kate. Good morning. So I was super excited about this conversation, and then we just like hashed it out <laughs> prior to recording, right. and we realized that this is not maybe as cut and dry as it used to be. And today we are talking about The Office, which obviously you guys know that there's an age difference between my mom and me, right? <laughs> like every mom. Slightly. Yeah. <laughs> And so we're going to take kind of two different stabs at this because mom grew up with obviously the idea of a traditional office and has feng shui many, many, many traditional offices. And in the group that I'm kind of growing up with, there's a lot of people just working from home um, on their laptop, on their couch. You know what, when I was put my notes together that I topics, I traditionally talk about with the office I just realized, oh my gosh, how does this sound to a 30-year-old? Right. You know, this may, they, they must laugh at this idea because I'm thinking that we're all working off of the standard big, you know, 30 by 60 desk type of thing, you know, and that we all have drawers and filing cabinets and things of that nature, which I may not have it. Yeah. I don't. Right. And I've got three filing cabinets in my <laughs> office, right? Yeah. So, um, so the, everything's, this is an area that's changing. It is. And, and I would like to clarify, the office, we're not talking about running a Fortune 500 company necessarily. We're talking about the space that you do your administrative work at. So, of course, with if you have your own business, of course, that would make obvious. But some people, they're just running the home off of their office, right? The bills, scheduling, the calendar, yeah. So we, we're covering a wide gamut here. Very we could wide. be talking about a realtor with their office. We could be talking about someone who just manages the household um, bills. bills off of a desk. So there's a wide range here. Yeah. So I think in order to just kind of streamline it, we need to pose the question, what is your biggest hiccup right now with your work? Hmm. So, so again, if you're a realtor, if you have a very more traditional job, I'll say what is the biggest hiccup with that? So, so what's going on in your work life? Meaning, are you succeeding beyond expectation? That's not a problem generally. Right, right, right. <laughs> but the idea is, or is it, I don't have enough clients, or I'm so disorganized, you know, I start out doing one thing and I end up doing three other things instead. Yep. Maybe during COVID, you started an at-home business, and you're right. having a hard time keeping yourself to a schedule. Oh. Maybe if you just were just talking about your home administrative work, maybe you lose bills. Oh, I, I'm constantly paying late fees because I don't pay my bills on time. So think about what is the, the biggest concern about your work. So again, we'll print kind of parentheses around right. work. Where you're serving. Yep. And how is that reflected mm -hmm. then in the space that you work or maybe the space that you haven't designated to work. Uh, how is it showing up in your life? Because right. there is a connection, yes. right? Yes. 
very few people that are totally totally dis, disorganized, confused, arrives late routinely have a pristine office. Right. Right? You right. don't think of that connection. Right. You think of stacks of paper and, you know, things toppling over and a lot of Chotsky sitting around, confusion. When you meet someone who doesn't seem to have their act together. Correct. So I think we do just need to address the traditional desk first. Okay. Let's, yes, let's go start so there. So if you have any sort of desk mm-hmm. in an office, in a spare bedroom in the house, we want to make sure that the desk is in the power position. Right. So we always talk about, you know, when you walk into, let's just say, I don't know, like a lawyer's office or something, right? right? When there's like a desk pushed up against the corner or facing the wall, we always associate that with the assistant, right? Right, the, support. The support staff. Typically, that's also a female role, it unfortunately. Has been, yeah, many times. Right? And so especially for the women listening, right. pull your desk out and resume the power position. So when we say the power position, we want your desk essentially to be facing the door. So when you're sitting at your desk, you are seeing anyone entering into the space. You are not right. being caught off guard by someone being able to come in and essentially scare you. Right. Because you're yeah, back right. to the door. Exactly. Exactly. And that, again, that because we're talking, just, just talking, not showing pictures, uh, you don't have to sit dead on looking right out the door of the room. And right. again, we're making this big assumption that you have a room that you have walls around it. But even if it's a, if it's a, you know, if you, some in desks in the home, you know, they're built in already, they're facing the wall. Yeah. We'll address that. But if you can, if you have a mobile desk that can be, position it so it's kind of, as you sit at it, you can look at the door. Yeah. Even if it's an open cubicle that you're in, mm-hmm. you can just change the way that you sit in your chair right. to be able to see where the majority of the traffic is coming right. kind of at you. Right. So the other thing that we have to talk about with traditional desks mm-hmm. is how much stuff do we have on them? Right. It's a wonderful working surface. Yeah. I oftentimes use the analogy of the kitchen. Do you like to walk into the kitchen, have clean counters, and is that inspiring to go in and I'll, I'll throw something together for lunch, I'll, I'll fix dinner. Right. But walk into a kitchen where every, the pots and pans are cluttered all over the counter and sink dishes are sitting there. You don't have that enthusiasm about, let's do this again, let's make another meal. No, absolutely not. It's the same thing with the desk, isn't it? So let's maybe, I'm trying to think where I want to go with this, because the desk needs to be obviously workable. You need some why, You need some clear space on a desk. And the nice thing about the desks is the desks have these built-in, usually, I know it's like old school, but cubbies, or they have layers. Uh, drawers. Drawers, levels, I was going to say. So it, you can stack your clutter essentially up <laughs> instead oh, of yes. out. Okay, right? yes, yeah, right, right. So... If you don't have a tra- traditional desk, though, mm-hmm. so I was hosting um, a room the other day on Clubhouse, and we were talking about the office right. and how to make your office something that you enjoy going to. Because right. I was actually talking to several women who have home offices mm-hmm. and say, I just end up working on the couch. Mm, yeah. Okay. So we'll we'll talk about that as well. But this one client in particular had asked, said that she works on the dining room table because she lives in a small apartment. I think it was in New York or something. And she's very disorganized and couldn't figure right. out 
what is going on. Right. And the business just wasn't thriving. You know, and I thought, oh my gosh, think about how big a dining room table is. That's a lot of real estate to right. just throw crap on. Right. Even if it's a small table in a small apartment, it's a, it's, it's a lot of horizontal space that you can be, yeah. you know. Yeah, right, because you can't, you're not stacking up. Like right. these traditional desks, they have these big kind of a headboards on them. Mm. <laughs> yeah, the really old ones, yeah. Yeah. All right. So I had suggested, well, why don't we get some like painter's tape, if you will, and mark out on the table designated areas of, okay, this is where, you know, my client, my potential clients go, or this is even something as simple as this is where the stapler goes, you know, put a little piece of painter's tape and put stapler just to kind of help give some structure to the space that you're working Mm -hmm. with the intention of creating more structure than in her business. It's, it's such a great idea, such a simplistic idea. Now, if you were sharing space and you put some painter's tape, just to eat, let's just say on one fourth of the table to, to denote this is my, where I work. Yeah. You know, so that everyone's not setting stuff there, you know, uh, or, well, that's setting stuff is the big thing. You know, they move, encroach onto the space, but also to signal to yourself, this is my dedicated space. Just that intention alone empowers the business, empowers you. You're claiming it. Yeah. If you claim something, you know, uh, you know, sometimes we're, we don't want to claim something. You know, we mm-hmm. don't, right? Yep. But there's other times we want to say, no, that's me. That's, that's what I do. This is who I am. And that applies to work very heavily. Well, that's a powerful cure. Just an, an odd little story as it is. Painter's yeah. tape across the end of, of a dining room table. This, you know, this is where I work at. Yeah. Well, I thought that wouldn't leave any marks, but there are some cute duct tapes out there if it was oh. like, you know, or you could. And this is not forever and ever. No. This is really, it's just for those that have no structure. Mm-hmm. And particularly for those that are surfing around the house on a laptop. Yeah. And I think that she had a partner that or children that lived in the house. So like oh. you said about other people coming and setting stuff down, like you are claiming like this is mine, especially when space is an issue. Mm-hmm. That could be, that, that could be used around the house. <laughs> just, just again, as a, as a cure, as an intention, it's not a long-term thing. I get that. Yeah. So from there, let's talk about the people that have offices maybe in the home and don't use them they find themselves on the couch yeah on you really have to go what is the why are you not attracted to the space if you're so fortunate i mean i could tell my story you know uh in our old house you know i worked uh, off the living room i mean one originally when i really officially launched i'm going to be a full-time astrologer i was in the family room up against the wall Uh so to speak and then i switched it so i could watch tv while i sat at the well that you know that was distracting and then Tyler and his friends would come over and they would play on the computer and I'd be a wreck thinking, oh, they're going to push the wrong button. This uh-huh. is back. We're going back now. Yeah, no, you know, whether you were always concerned about kids messing up your computer. And then finally I said, that's it. I'm getting my own laptop. I still remember when I said to Bill, I said, I think I need to get my own computer. Uh-huh. And I thought that was such a brazen thing to say. This you know, is in the 90s. And he goes, yeah, I think you're right. You do need your own computer. And that's when my business started. I had a no. dedicated computer that no one was messing with the settings you know no one was adding different programs onto it it was I was under it was under my control yeah I think most people have that these days but some people may be sharing that computer with kids right so technology has become much more accessible but I think that that's a good um just example of if you don't have 
maybe your own dedicated space, but you have an empty uh, guest room that never gets used. Like, mm-hmm. empower yourself and take over that space. Or if you don't have huh. your own computer, or if you're sharing something with, oh, um, I have a side thing at home, but you know, I use the printer at my professional work to do some of this. Like, start setting yourself up and claiming this everything, all the tools that you need to do the most efficient job. Right, right. And I want to take go back to my story again. No mm-hmm. offense, yeah. you. I yeah. want to go yeah. continue yeah. that story because yeah. when we moved, I got my own office. I got my own spare bedroom. Of course, it yep. was, but it was mine, and it was just like liberating. And I can tell you, nothing else really changed. The way I worked, you know, what I mean, I had the same. Um, uh, standards, everything, my business all of a sudden just grew. I had structure around me. I had four walls, a door. I had lots of storage space in that space. I'm still in that room today. You know, it, it was fantastic. I couldn't believe. I was churning charts out like crazy and working from 7 a.m. right until oftentimes 8 p.m. I mean, of I course, you know, yeah. some natural breaks in there. But um, it was it was crazy. I think you were telling the universe, like, yeah. I'm dedicating this space mm-hmm. to this, so provide. Right. So right. I want to get back to the people that have offices that aren't using them. Yes, yes. But I also want to just put a little edit in here that if you are running a successful business mm-hmm. from your laptop, in your pajamas, on right. your couch, <laughs> right. by all means, keep doing it. Right. But if yes. you want to level up, if you're yes. thinking, what is it going to take for me to get to the next step? Right. Take some of these things into consideration. Because mm-hmm. we're not saying that you can't be successful without the structure, but it is a way to start forging ahead. Yeah. Right. Getting even more clients. Because, like you said, you were doing I you was, were doing yeah. well. Yeah. I I really had no expectation of taking it to that level. Right. And then you move into a house with all these bedrooms. It's like, okay, let's Grab make one of these one. my office. And it's the first time I'd had it. It was my first, you know, since since my bedroom growing up. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I really had had a room all to myself. Then oh, yeah. you know, and so it gave liberty then to put up art that I liked. Yeah. So know? this is going to transition, I think, into the idea if you have a space, right, and you're not using it. Okay, why aren't you using it? Why are you th- that's there's a big there's a big issue right there. And I think growing up in a home where I saw a mom and a dad both have an office in the house, mm-hmm. the rooms were totally different. Like mm-hmm. you knew, yeah. okay, this is mom's space, and you know, okay, this is dad's space. Right. Just because it was so reflective of your personalities. And I don't mean mm-hmm. there was no mm-hmm. pictures, there was mm-hmm. no like family pictures in these spaces, but no. <laughs> the artwork and the colors and the way that the room was laid out was very reflective of. Who right. You are. Yeah, and that that's a key, particularly entrepreneurial. Yep. You know, when you're working on something and putting your own signature on it very heavily. Yeah, and so I think we might get kind of carried away with like these Pinterest offices. Oh. Right. These perfect. Pinterest is just dangerous. It is. <laughs> dangerous <laughs> to go out there. But you know, like I, I might have you think out of the box with that space mm-hmm. to make it something that you love. So even think of like Zappos. You know, they worked on um, those bouncy balls. Oh, yes. You know, right. or they yes. have like bean bags in the space. Yes. Again, I'm not saying that's for everyone. No. But if you, have a, if you have a designated space, you have the luxury of having that, and you're finding yourself not wanting to go in there, is it because you're trying to recreate this office that you think you're supposed to have? Right. Versus one yes. that is reflective oh my gosh. of you. Yes. 
Because yeah. it shouldn't be cluttered with family pictures, I don't think. I think it should be reflective of artwork that you love, a chair that you love, somewhere that you love, like that you feel um, cozy or comfortable going in. So maybe we need to get better lighting, remove the overhead a com- a comfortable fan. chair. I mean, that's the problem. A lot of those office chairs are very uncomfortable. Right. Get one. And it, it's a job finding. And it can be a little costly, Pricey, too. Yeah. But it, it's something you're going to, if you're really sincere, you're going to be in it probably daily. Yeah, and we talk about chairs being support. Mm-hmm. So not yeah. to throw everyone off, but you know, when you go into homes and they have a low back couch, mm-hmm. they have low back dining chairs, you're thinking, where is your the support in this house? Right. Yeah. So getting a chair with a... A big back. I know that sounds counterintuitive. A tall back, yeah. To be talking about sitting on a ball, but <laughs> like, right. well, again, it, what's working for you and what's not? Again, this is a broad conversation. We're actually covering a lot of topics, just to, and hopefully one of these thoughts will resonate with you and your personal situation. So right. we've gone from working off the couch, okay, to someone working off a dining room table, to someone who may know I've got a ten by ten room and it's all mine. Mm-hmm. Or this is the other thing is, oh, do you have a ten by ten room? But you, your exercise bike is in there, yeah. or your crafts are dominating. Unless crafts is your business, the idea is you can't ask a room. And a great interior designer friend of mine said, you can never ask a room to do more than three things. That is max. Yeah. You know, that is really, you're really diluting the space. Even, you know, generally, like two things, two is, things uh, is where <laughs> it really needs to come down to. But three is you're pushing it. I guess I said it wrong. You know, can, three is diluting the room. Okay. You know, yeah. I'm sorry. I did say that kind of backwards. But uh, you can't ask it. can't be your exercise space and where I call my clients at. And, oh, by the way, I do my crafting in this corner. You can't do that. I agree. Not if you're sincere about the work. Yeah. I mean, because we know we do it all the time. Many of us have done it. Sure. I mean, they put the desk where the bed is. In the off in the master bedroom, seen that how many times? I've seen that a lot. You know, it de- it doesn't. It, it's okay to start to birth a business under those circumstances. I mean, I birthed my business on the dining room table, right? Yeah. You have to start somewhere. No, you need a service. No, yeah. If you're only two months in, don't listen to this and think, oh my gosh, I need a full desk. <laughs> like, it's just the idea of like, as you're trying to gradually move up or expand your business. Mm-hmm. What things here are resonating? Or maybe right. you're thinking, you know, I am really successful, but I'm super unorganized. Mm-hmm. So maybe you would greatly, um, like a desk would greatly serve you. Or maybe you're looking at your desk going, oh, that makes sense because it's piled with paper right. that needs to be filed. And I have nowhere to file it. And the, the idea of a room with a door on it and closing the door at the end of the day, done with it. You know, sometimes I see offices that are very open to the living room, you know, uh, kind of as you kind of mm-hmm. come into the house, there's a small alcove on one side and there's the desk and everything. And then it's like the, the office is always open. The office is always on. You really have to, uh, you know, use a lot of discipline not to be, let that overrun your life. Yeah. No, I can, I can relate with that. You know, so that, that's the value if you're so lucky to have dedicated space for uh, everything supporting work, some sort of work or hobby or something you're passionate about, something that you, is important to your life that you want to serve in. Well, because I think now people that work from laptops, the same laptop that they use to work is then maybe the same laptop that they're opening to turn Netflix on at the end of the evening. Yes, So it's yes. like you can still see those emails coming through or those text messages. Like you're still kind of in the office even though you thought maybe you were done for the day. 
Yeah, it's you know every business goes through a little bit of a stage, you know, where you're you're willing to go there because you're on you're hungry, you're on mm-hmm. the hustle. Yep. And there gets to be a point that you're going, no, this is bleeding, this is affecting the quality of my life. Right. That there's papers everywhere, or you know things on the kitchen counter, there's things on the in the living room, there's things you know spread throughout the house. Yeah. You got to pull it together. Yeah. But for those who do have a desk, I'd like to do a little, just a quick exercise about how many things are sitting on the top of your desk. Obviously, we, we're not going to go down that list, but we know generally people have monitors sitting on their desk. That's a given, so to speak, and they may have something to hold, writing utensils, pencil mm-hmm. cup, pen cup, that type of thing. But you, then start looking at these other things. How many times do you, do you use scotch tape? Do you need the scotch tape holder on the desktop? How many times do you use a stapler? So I'm really going to say use the drawers. Really be discriminating and go to your workspace and pull one thing off today mm-hmm. and find, I'm assuming that you'd want it in your drawer, but maybe you don't even need it in your drawer if you've got other miscellaneous stuff just sitting on your desk yeah. that have nothing to do with work, right? Yeah. Those things have got to go, yeah. I think. Yeah. Well... I was going to bring up something even a little bit different because I think some desks might not even have drawers anymore. Well, okay. They, these might, but yeah, I get what That's you're saying. Fair. Just go to your desk and remove one thing. I wanted to talk about artwork that I see a lot of times in oh, offices. Okay. And it's this artwork that have these quotes. Like oh. she knew she could, like, I don't know, like beware, yeah. beware, hard girl at work or like yeah. all these inspirational quotes. And I want you to look at them and see what words pop out. Because sometimes I'll be in offices and it's all these great quotes, but then when I look at it, I'm seeing like, beware, you know, scary. like there's Failure. Fail- you know, you're oh, seeing yeah. those words. You're seeing failure. That's a good yeah. one. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. She, failure wasn't an option. Like she knew she right, could or exa- something. Yeah. That's a but good one. Failure you're seeing all these horrible or scary words stand out. Even though the quotes, I get it. The quotes overall, if you read the whole thing, mm-hmm. it is good, but. You get a couple of those together, you have a lot of harsh words coming at you. Yes. They're kind of like commands. Yeah. I'm not a fan. You know what? I, I think it was a seasonal faddish thing, mm-hmm. words on the wall. Yeah. Um, but I, that's all. Just think of it as it's like it's like your mom or someone standing there saying, don't do this, and what do you, don't do that, or be sure to do this, or, you know, there's just too many platitudes coming at you. Yeah. I, I would minimize some of those. Yeah. I would minimize. I would rather see it just in the form of a, of a piece of art that's just uplifting. Oh, absolutely. I'd yeah. rather just look at a picture of a sunrise than to say, you know. Yeah, and I mean, we, we've talked about artwork, I think, before in especially the what would you say if you saw episodes, but make sure that the artwork in that area is thriving, mm-hmm. meaning that it's not, you know, a picture of a tree in the middle of winter with no branches, right, with exactly. no leaves on it. Make sure that it's all thriving, that it all has good connotation, that it's not uh, scary images of like movie posters or things that you don't want to be associated with your business. And even as just a little cure Try changing your phone background or your computer background, like the screensaver, to either what you want to accomplish, maybe an image mm-hmm. of your ideal clientele, a picture of something thriving to set the intention of how you want to see that play out in your business. And also, particularly those of you who have home offices, uh, just do a visual pretend exercise of, 
okay, my client is going to come see me today mm-hmm. and come see me in my office. Okay. Like I don't have clients come into my office yeah. space, right? Right. So it's very it's very easy for those of us who have offices that we're doing everything online or on the phone to not not be worried about the office because no one's going to see it except me. Right. Right. So this it's another mind trick. What if you knew that one of your clients was going to come into your workspace today, mm-hmm. unannounced? What would you be embarrassed about? What would you oh mean you'd oh I will. I would I would change this if I knew someone had been coming. That that is your lie detector test right there. <laughs> right. You know you don't have to share it with anybody. You can just do that exercise, looking at your space. What would someone think of me? Would they think of me as professionally? Yeah. I, I get. Yeah. Do we have time for a little story? Sure. This is, goes way back, way 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 back. When I first came to town and I was working and I had I had reasons to be in business with some of the people on the strip of the okay. hotels. Uh, I was in the travel sector of people coming in from Canada. Anyhow, the point is, so I dealt with this woman all the time on the phone, big, big person, the Dunes. That's how old we're going to go back to, the Dunes Hotel. And it was like, this is big hotel, big property. And I had some reason to go see her. And I'm I'm intimidated. I'm in the executive suite of, you know, a major strip hotel. And I couldn't believe it. She, the door swings open. She comes out, introduces herself, come on into the office. I go in, and I'm telling you, she's got like four what I would call bed pillows stuffed in her executive chair. <laughs> it, I, and, she, and she had them positioned in such a way, so when she sat, you could see pillows coming out from her sides. You could see that there was okay. one on her back. It was so unprofessional. And she, it wasn't that she had... You know, she didn't have a condition. She just had had an injury of some okay. sort. This is, you could tell those pillows were worn. They were there. They had been there. They had been there. And it was just so embarrassing for me to see this person I had held up as to such an esteem. <laughs> and now I see her with this, you know, ratty pillows in her chair. Yeah. It was, and the desk was a mess. And uh, anyhow, there was a case where. It changed your. It changed my whole opinion of her then. Yeah. I still have a couple more little things I want to get into. Okay, I know yes. we might be running yeah. a little bit late. Yeah. That's a great story, though. But also with what's on the desk, I mm-hmm. want them to pay attention again. If you do have a traditional desk, what is underneath the desk? Oh, if you God. cannot get your legs under the desk or you only have a little space because your shredder is down there and oh, your purse is on the floor, which that is a whole other yeah, conversation. That's a conversation. <laughs> or you have a filing cabinet that you've put under there because of space and you can't get into your desk, that also needs to be... Or if there's heaping piles of cords at your feet. I see that oftentimes in businesses where all the cords are under the desk so make the office kind of look good, but then people are stepping on cords under as they sit at their desk. Uh, That's, boy, that is, I have fantastic stories in that area as well. People almost depressed, Mm -hmm. losing energy, mopey. Oh, my gosh, terrible stories of, of that. So you have to have space for your body. For your feet, for your legs to be underneath your desk. Yeah. So we're going to end with one um, cure that is going to go against everything that we said. Yeah. (laughs) They're going to really wonder about us now, aren't they? Well, no. So, I mean, we we started the, the episode with saying, what is the problem that you have in business? Yes. So hopefully we've addressed some of those. Right. But let's say that your problem was... I'm a control freak. Yeah, right. Or, I mean, that's a harsh way of saying it, but... It is harsh, but, you know, controlling. I lean more to controlling than uncontrolling, that's for sure. I want to know who 
what, when are we going to do this? How long are we going to do it? When do you think I'll be home again? You know, I want to know. Okay. Or if you're too set in your way. Yes. With work. Yes. Yeah. Maybe you've had a good run, but you're going like, maybe it's time that I realize that I need to shift my desk and move out of the absolute control position. And by that, I don't mean to now I'm not going to, because I did it. That's what I did it when, when the COVID came in. Um, and, uh, I, I initially did it thinking, well, in case I do zooms, I want a good backdrop. And if I turn my desk the other way, I'll get it. But I realized I'm not long in the power position. Mm-hmm. And I had to think about that and thought of all the people I've said, get in the power position, stay in the power position, you know, yeah. and get strong. And then I realized my thought was, you know, with the COVID, I'm going to have to roll with this. Yeah. What well, I didn't know at the time turns out that it's been fine. You know I mean? As mm-hmm. far as business is concerned, but, um, and also I set an intention, like, you know what, let's just see what the universe has to bring. I've been so controlling. I've turned down so many opportunities over time. I didn't want to go on TV because I didn't want to be in the position of them asking me questions that I didn't want to answer. Mm-hmm. I turned down a lot of opportunities. I was even offered to go on that show, um, Swap. Wife Swap. Wife Swap. <laughs> we go into someone else's home, you yeah. know, as the feng shui person. Yeah. Go like, no way am I going to do that show. You know what I mean? So I've turned down a lot of, I think most people would say, that okay. they might have jumped on. And I just set the intention. And so I changed my desk. And again, I'm not in the full, I'm not in the power position. No, I know you're not. You know, at this point. And there's been a whole slew of things that have happened since you've done that. It is. It is. And you were a big part of it. Right. So when you, yeah, so I think like, even just age, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you've been doing your business for 30 something years. Right. So you know what works for you. You maybe have gotten stuck in even just the technology yes. side of things. Oh, yes. This is how, this is the format that I do it in. And so by rigid, I've been very rigid. Yeah. By, yeah. So by taking yourself out of the power position, I mean, I don't know, like you were just so much more open then. <laughs> To, I did. Right. Or I came through and I was like, okay, let's come over and you get came, on my live. Within, within, I would say, 10 days of moving that desk, you said you invited me to come and do a Facebook live with you. Yeah. And that was with no, no idea. I mean, that was just kind of a spontaneous, here's a topic. Why don't you come and we'll bat, bat it back and forth. Mm-hmm. You know, we had no, I had no concept of, oh, she's going to, we're going to, I'm going to be doing this regularly with Kate. Right. Yeah. The first one, it was just, I just needed guests because what well, was COVID. And so I had you and Mikey essentially right. that right. I could have come over. Right. And, um, then I would get these text messages like, Oh my gosh, you, I love your mom. I've never even met your mom. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so cool to see you guys both do that. Like, I feel like I understand you better now, like getting, seeing your mom. And so then of course she became like a regular guest. <laughs> I snuck in there. And then from there we thought, okay, well, I thought with yeah, the election, you, you did. Yeah. I thought with the election, people are going to start getting off social media. So how can I still be in front of people? And that's when the podcast came right. about. And then from the podcast, that's what built the whole mom and me astrology appointments that we launched right. Right. Black Friday that, you know, well, good. we're good. We had a very positive response on that. The, the, the point is it's opened me up. Yes. You know what I mean? It totally did. Now, that is counter feng shui. I took myself out of the absolute power position. I can truly say, if you're older, you know, I'm in my late 60s now, but the idea, if you're still wanting to do something, but you want to start letting go a little bit, particularly Mm -hmm. if you have someone coming up in the ranks that you, you know, let them take on a little bit more or to learn from the people underneath you, younger people, 
absolutely consider just minimizing maybe not i would not turn my back on the door i wouldn't go to that extreme but i i sit sideways to the door now so if i have to turn to my right to see the door uh, again uh, but it is uh, and i obviously i close my door many times in consultations just because i like that idea of okay the closed door but um, uh, anyhow it's been a fascinating one for me that sometimes it's true you can have too much control but if you're just in the first few months of business, that's we're not suggesting no, that. No, I would not suggest that. I wouldn't, because yeah. you have to kind of mark out your territory. I know what I'm doing. This is how I do it. Consistency, all those things come with that idea of being in a power position. Yeah. So I think we covered like an array of different positions that people might be in right. in regards to where they're working, how they're working, how long that they've been in business. Mm-hmm. Um, so we hope that you found this very insightful and can apply some of these things to your space right now you don't have to go out and do every single one of them but just even just doing one at a time Mm -hmm. waiting a few days seeing how it plays out for you what comes through and then moving on to the next one so perfect thank you so much for listening today and uh, we look forward to talking to you next week okay take care thank you for joining us on another episode of the mom and me astrology podcast to keep in touch follow us on social media at the underscore kate wind And to see a list of our services and our store, you can visit our websites at thekatewind.com or maryswick.com. We'll talk to you next week.